Welcome to the Money Love Podcast. I'm your host and money coach, Paige Pritchard. If you're ready to uplevel your results in relationship with money, you're in the right place. Each week, I give you the tools to transform your mindset, manage your emotions, and achieve results with your money you never dreamed were possible. Hi, love. Welcome to episode two of the Money Love Podcast. I am so excited that you're here. And honestly, I know I say this at the start of every episode, but I'm having such a blast with this channel and just you know serving you through this platform, through this medium in this way. And so if you are here, I just want to say thank you. And I just want you to know how lucky I feel to have you here. And if you have two minutes, it would mean the world to me if you would subscribe to the show and leave a review. Because again, that just really helps the show gain visibility and traction, and that means other people can find it as well. Okay. With all that said, let's go ahead and jump into this week's topic, which is all about forming a money philosophy. Now, I love teaching people about this concept of having a money philosophy because a lot of people don't have a money philosophy. Like, Let's just start there. Most people don't. But what a money philosophy is is it's essentially you taking time to really spell out what it is that you believe about money. What is it that you believe about money? How do you think it's earned? How do you think it should be managed? Where do you think it comes from? What do you think it means? All of those things. And I have a money philosophy. My money philosophy is about 15 points. And I'm not going to read those 15 points to you in this episode today. I'll probably save that for a future episode where I will go through all 15 of mine. Really in this episode, though, I want to talk about one particular part of my money philosophy, which I feel can be the most impactful for somebody to really start to understand. And that is the concept of where money comes from and how it's made. Because here's the thing, 95% of the world has a money philosophy about where money comes from and how that it's made that limits them and constrains them. And it's only going to let you go so far. And buying into that philosophy and buying into that belief means that you will always be capped by the amount of money that you make. And one of the main things that I'm here to help you do is to shift your mindset around money, specifically shifting you out of mindsets that are going to keep you stuck and capped and limited and helping you shift into a mindset with your money where the sky is the limit and your potential of what you can earn is limitless. And that's what I want to talk about in this episode. And so I want to invite you to consider what your money philosophy is And then I want you to question it. I want you to question everything that you think to be true about money. And then I'm going to give you a little bit of insight into what I believe money is all about. And like I said, how we create money and maybe have you question where you're at, especially if you don't have as much money as you want. So let's just start here. There's two things really that I see a lot when it comes to people and their money beliefs. One is that most people hold their money beliefs, not as beliefs and not as thoughts and not as their own opinions, but as fact. I see a lot of people, they take their beliefs, which like I said, is really just your opinion, 
but they convince themselves that it is an absolute fact and it is just the way that the world works and everyone else should also behave in that way in a way that aligns with your own money beliefs. Because again, you believe it to be true and fact, and this is just the way that the world works. And two, the second thing is that people are going to make money based on what they believe to be true. And here is what 95% of people believe to be true about how you make money. And it's to no fault of their own, really. I used to be in this 95% as well. It's just this is what we're taught our entire lives, okay? Here it is. Most people believe that the amount of money that you will make in life is based on a series of external things outside of you. It's based on the type of degree or the certifications you have, how prestigious or respected the school was that you attended, how smart you are, the career field you choose, how much effort, skill, and time you have to give. And usually when I start talking with somebody about how much money they make or have the potential to make, they immediately go to what they do for a living. So they'll be like, oh, well, I'm a teacher or I'm a nurse. So that means that I'm just going to make within this certain range the rest of my life. Or if we start talking about making more money and increasing their income, they start telling me about how limited their time is and how they don't have any more effort to give and how they're just tapped out. And that is a dead giveaway to me that they have bought into what I feel is a false money narrative and a false money philosophy that the amount of money that we can make in life is limited to external circumstances and external things outside of us. And also the big one is that the amount of money we can make is limited by the amount of time we have to give. And I just think that this money philosophy, again, to no fault of their own, comes from the way that a lot of us are raised, and it comes from the notion that so many of us are paid per hour or we're paid for the amount of hours that we work or the amount of time that we show up. And you know, even though it is true that many people are paid per the hour, what's more important to understand is that no one pays us for our hours or for our time because nobody gets any value from our time. So I'm going to say that one more time. The only person that gets value from our own time is us. We own our own hours. And so when you think about it, your employer isn't just paying you to show up or to just physically be present for an hour. They are paying you for the value that you are creating for their organization during that hour of time. And this is really important to remember because otherwise, we start mistaking money and time and hours with our ability to make money. And as soon as you connect time and money, you are limited by that rule. And that's where that philosophy, I think, is limiting so many of you. And it's funny, I'm seeing this more and more talking to potential coaching clients because I will give them the rate for a set of coaching sessions. And the very first thing that they want to do is they want to take the amount and how many sessions they're getting and then figure out what the hourly rate is, right? And it's like, why? Like, why do we do this? Why do we automatically just go to time? 
It's just because we've been so programmed to think of money in terms of time, that somebody's time is the asset, not the service or the value that they're giving to you within the time. And so when somebody does that, when that's their first reaction and they freak out over the cost per hour, it kind of cracks me up a little bit because I can see in that moment that they need coaching more than anybody because they have totally bought into this trap that it's the time that's the asset, not the value that I'm bringing into their lives during the time. And so when you're just constantly looking at money in terms of time or other people's time, I want you to know that you are totally missing the mark because it's not about the time. It's about the value that you're getting within the time. You know, I was listening to another podcast recently and I heard a story that I thought was really interesting. And it was Allison Bird telling the story. And she said that, you know, she hired a one on one business coach for her business and she paid her one on one business coach $66,000. And I want to say it was, she got 10 sessions or something like that. And, you know, what she said was, you know, if I had taken that $66,000 and divided it by, okay, 10 one hour sessions and figured out that I was basically paying this guy over $6,000 an hour, I would have never spent that money. I would have never hired him as my business coach. But she said that it's not, again, it's not about his time. She said, I knew that within those 10 hours, I was going to get so much value from him that was going to completely change my business. And, you know, she tells the story that it did. She actually, the reason that I think this story is so cool is because she said halfway through on like their fifth session, he gave her a piece of information and a new mindset and a new perspective that was so valuable to her that she basically told him, I don't need to meet with you anymore. Like, I don't even need the other five sessions because what you just told me was so incredibly valuable. It was worth well more the $66,000 that I paid you. So like, I'm done. We don't need to meet anymore. And so that's what they did. And then she basically took what he gave her within those five hours and went and changed her entire business. And now she runs a multiple seven-figure business. So it was well worth the money that she spent. And so I just want you to ask yourself this question and really reflect, okay? Ask yourself, how have I believed that in the past money is created and money is earned? And I think for most of you, and again, I was in this boat too, but I think for most of you, your answer is to give more of your time and to give more of your effort. You think, oh, I need more money? I'm just going to go pick up more hours. But Let's think about how some of the richest people in the world, or really just anyone wealthy, okay? We all have the same 24 hours in a day, right? Like you've seen that meme, that Beyonce meme that's like, you have the same 24 hours in a day as Beyonce does. And it's kind of like, haha, but it's true, right? Like the most wealthy and the most successful people in the world, they don't have any more time than you. But that is how so many of us think in terms of money. Think about this. Why is the CEO of a company paid more than somebody at a lower level? It's because the CEO is providing a much higher level of value to the company than all other employees are. The CEO is the most valuable employee in any company. They are doing the work and making the decisions 
that had the biggest bottom line impact to the company. And so it makes sense that they are being paid more than everybody else because the more value that you provide, the more valuable you are. And more value means more money. They aren't working harder or longer than anyone. You know, it's like you look in a corporation, everybody's working hard. And I'm sure it's the same with you. I know that you work hard and there's a set amount of time that you work, but the difference in pay boils down to how valuable you become. So I just actually finished reading the book, The Right of a Lifetime by Bob Iger, who is the CEO of Disney. And it was an amazing book, truly. Highly recommend. It's one of the best books that I've read in terms of leadership. But what was so striking to me, honestly, reading this book was the magnitude of decisions that Bob Iger was in charge of making as CEO of Disney. So he negotiated the acquisition of Pixar from Steve Jobs. He also did the same with acquiring Lucasfilms from George Lucas, who was the creator of Star Wars. He did the same with the Marvel franchise of 21st Century Fox from Rupert Murdoch. He was in charge of guiding the ship of a huge corporation and dictating their vision and corporate strategy. And I remember after wrapping up this book, probably about a year ago, I want to say, this was before I had read the book, but I remember getting on Facebook one day and I saw this post that somebody had made about how much money Bob Iger gets paid compared to the people at the bottom of the food chain at Disney. And, you know, while yes, there is a big discrepancy, this person's argument was that it just wasn't fair and that he wasn't working any longer or any harder than somebody who, say, like works at one of the theme parks. And again, that's just how so many people think, right? That time and effort should dictate how much you should be compensated. And while yes, every employee brings value to an organization, the level of value ranges drastically, whether you like it or not. And that means that the compensation is going to vary drastically. And when you think about it, Bob Iger is making decisions that are impacting Disney to the tune of billions upon billions upon billions of dollars. So yeah, he gets paid millions and millions of dollars, but when you think about it, he's only getting paid a fraction of the total value that he is bringing to Disney as a whole. Because again, as CEO, he is the most valuable employee that they have, so he is paid the most money. It's not about how long or hard you work, okay? It's about how valuable you are. More value means more money. So when you look at your salary, or even when you look at what you're paid per hour, I want you to reframe the way that you look at it. Like, okay, this is how valuable my company thinks that I am. This is how much they value the work that I'm doing for them. They just give me the 40 hours a week or whatever it is to be able to do that job in. And so I want to offer that to you as your new money philosophy, that the amount of money that you can make is never limited by factors outside of you, especially your time and your effort. Because you are always going to be limited by those two things, by time and by effort. You only have 24 hours in a day to give. You only physically have so much effort you can give, but there is no limit to the amount of value that you can provide to people in the world. 
And so think about this question. Could you make the same amount of money that you're making right now in half the time? Could you make the same amount of money in one-tenth of the time? Could you make 10 times the amount of money in the exact same amount of time? Now, your brain thinking about those questions is probably spazzing out a little bit, but I'm here to tell you that the answer is yes, yes, and yes. It's all possible. And when you think about money that way, there is no limit to the amount of money that you can make. And there's also no limit to how fast you can make it because you have taken out the constraint of time and therefore made your potential limitless. Now, some of you are going to want to argue with me, and I get it. Some of you will say like, well, what about this? What about that? What about, what about, what about? And I understand your brain wants to believe what it's always believed, but I just want you to jump into my money philosophy for a little bit and just let's go down this road together and just consider the possibility that this might actually be the way that it works. And you can always go back to believing that time creates money. But what I would like you to consider is that value creates money because that is going to be the money philosophy of this podcast and one that I hope that you will adopt as well. Now, we're clear on the fact that value creates money, but where is value created? And I want to offer that value is created in our minds. So if our minds create value and value creates money, then we literally create money with our minds. And when you look at all those rich people that are making all that money, I want you to consider how they made that money, how they created that money. Did they create it by the number of hours that they worked or did they create it by creating value with their minds? Our minds create money because our minds are what create the value that people are willing to pay for. And this is why I love investing in my mind. The best money that I spend, my money love, so to speak, is when I'm spending money on something that I know is going to strengthen or further develop my mind. Because I understand that that's where the value I provide the world comes from. And that is why I spend so much money on books and on courses and on personal development and on personal coaching for myself. Because when I look at what is the best investment that I can make with my money, it's into my mind. It's money that I'm investing back into myself and in my mind because I know 100% that will give me the biggest ROI even more than the money that I'm investing in the stock market, in my retirement accounts, in my high-yield savings account, whatever. My mind is my biggest asset, and I'm going to invest in it accordingly. And you have to understand the level of freedom and peace that this gives me as well. Think about it. I know, and I am aware that I could wake up tomorrow, all of us could, and my money could be gone. The economy could crash, the stock market could tank, my savings, my investments, my 401k could all just go poof, and a majority of my net worth would vanish. But truthfully, like when I really think about that, I don't panic. It's not scary for me because I know that no one can take away my mind. And I will always have the ability to make more money because I have my mind and I am working every day to make it smarter, and to make it stronger. And so instead of focusing on something outside of myself as my most important asset, like my house or my car or, you know, my husband's salary or my job or my business, I focus on my mind. 
And I take care of that. Like it is the most important asset and I invest in it heavily. I am always studying and reading and coaching myself and cleaning up my mind and forming new thoughts and focusing on what I believe and staying really in tune and really positive about what is going into my mind. What are the inputs that I'm putting in there? Because remember, that is where all the value comes from. I know that creating value for other people is what is going to provide me with money. And so then I can focus on only creating value with my mind. It's my number one focus. So let me summarize this philosophy for you, okay? Value creates money and my mind creates value. So if I spend my time simply taking care of my mind and producing value for other people with my mind, there is no limit to the amount of money and abundance that I can create for myself. Now, what about the age-old adage that money doesn't buy happiness? Like, why are we even chasing or caring about creating money in the first place? Because it doesn't buy happiness. And I personally think that money does not buy happiness. In fact, the very next episode of this podcast coming out next week is going to dive into this question in detail. But the short of it is that happiness comes from within us. But something that money does buy is time. And this is where so many of us have it backwards. We think that time creates money, but the opposite is true. It's money that creates time. So I recently finished another book called Happy Money by Elizabeth Dunn and Michael Norton. And the book consists of five chapters where each chapter explains a way that we can spend our money in a way that brings us the most happiness. And one of the chapters is about buying back our time. And they did some studies where they were studying people who had excess money and people who didn't. And what they realized is that money that you spend buying back your time from a happiness perspective is the best money that you can spend. So hiring someone to clean your house, to do your grocery shopping, hiring an assistant in your business, hiring somebody to mow your lawn. A lot of people think of these things in terms of the effort that they're saving, like the physical effort that they're saving by not having to clean your house, but you are also getting back the one thing that once it's gone, you can never get it back, which is time. And so for me, I am always looking to spend my money in one of two ways. One, investing in my mind, because I know that my mind is my most valuable asset. And two, investing in things that are going to help me buy back my time. That's why I have all those things that I pretty much listed. I have a house cleaner. I have somebody who mows my lawn. I have somebody who delivers my groceries. I'm honestly even considering hiring somebody to do my laundry. I even hired a company to negotiate my cable and internet bills for me because I just didn't want to have to spend the time doing it. I was like, here, you go and do it. Save me the money. And I'll give you a cut of the savings so that I can focus my time in my zone and areas of genius, creating value for the world so that I don't have to be sitting on hold for an hour with the cable company. And so if you're willing just to consider that time doesn't create money, but rather money creates time, and that the way to create money is with your mind by creating value with your mind, that is powerful. Okay. Now, I know your next question is how. Tell me how, right? We're all so greedy for the how. How do I do that? And here's my answer, but you're probably not going to like it. 
okay? But you have to start by asking yourself this question. Ask yourself, if I truly believed that my mind was my most valuable asset, more valuable than any diamond or house or car, how would I be living my life differently? How much more attention would I pay to my mind and what's going on inside of it? How much time and energy would I spend teaching my mind what I want it to know, reading materials that I want it to learn, focusing on the things that I want my mind to be focusing on, being very selective about the inputs that I allow to go into it? So going back to the beginning, when we were talking about life coaching, if everyone understood and believed that their mind was their most valuable asset, everyone would have a life coach. Everyone. There would be no taking the investment and breaking it down to an hourly rate and humming and hawing and going back and forth. Coming from a place of scarcity, it would just be like a hell yes, because this has nothing to do with the time and everything to do with the investment that I'm going to be making in my own mind, which is going to have an ROI that's off the charts, way more than what I'm paying. Now, we all have our own prerogative, okay? Everyone can do whatever they want with their lives, with their own minds, with their brains. That is up to each individual person. And it's not for me to judge anybody else on how they want to utilize their mind and their brain. But when somebody comes to me and they want to make more money and they are looking outside of themselves for that opportunity, they're looking for the job or the person or the investment that is finally going to give them the secret to making more money, I always want to explain this philosophy to them and say, no, no, your investment has to be in your mind so that your mind can create the value that then will create the money, which then will create the time. Time doesn't create money. Even if you're working in an hourly job, like I said earlier, Even if you tell yourself that you are getting paid for living for that hour, being there for that hour, I promise you, you are getting paid for the value that you're creating in that hour. If you're flipping burgers, it's because of the value that they get, that your employer gets because you made a burger that ultimately then can be sold to a paying customer. Not because you're just there for an hour, but because of the value that you're creating. And the best way and the only way to start creating more money in your life is to start creating more value. And I want to just recommend that you start right now with where you are in your current job. And so you may say to me, okay, well, if I work harder in my current job, that doesn't mean they're going to pay me any more money. And I want you to just know that it's not about them. It's not about your employer. This is a process of teaching and coaching your brain of how to create more value, how to be at the top of its game, because ultimately that is going to come back to you in some form or fashion. It may not come back to you in this job, but it will come back to you somehow, some way. You create value by investing in your mind, by telling it what you want it to think and how you want it to show up. So that is the money philosophy that I want you to consider. Okay, And if you're not quite there yet, try just believing somewhere in between the idea and just considering the fact and looking at the wealthiest people in the world and considering the fact that they don't have any more time than you or effort or energy than you. They're simply just providing more value to the world. 
we 10x our incomes by 10xing the value that we're creating with our minds by thinking in new and different and more valuable ways. Ideas are what create money. Thoughts are what create money. Attitudes are what create money. Not time, not effort. So just consider that. And like I said, come up with your own money philosophy about where money comes from and how it's created. And come up with it on purpose and start living that money philosophy as your own instead of just adopting what's been handed down to you. Okay? Think beyond what you've been programmed to think. Think beyond what your parents have taught you because 99 out of 100 of us have parents that taught us, my parents included, love you mom and dad if you're listening to this, but taught us that you just have to work really, really hard. And if you work really, really hard, that's how you create a lot of money. But that is a restrictive way to think about how money is created. It limits you and it constrains you so that you can only get so far. And what I want to offer you, like I said at the beginning, is a money philosophy where the sky is the limit because there is no limit to how valuable you are and there is no limit to the value that you can offer to others in the world that they would be willing to pay you for. So that's it. That's all I have for this episode. I know that this is a mind bender. You might have to think on this one a little bit. It took me a while as well. But again, once I shifted this in my mind from time and effort creating money to the value that I create in the world making money, it opened up so many more possibilities for me, and I hope that it'll do the same for you. Okay. I love you. I'll see you in the next episode. Hey, girl. Thanks so much for listening to this week's episode of the Money Love Podcast. I want to invite you to continue this work and take it deeper because the application of the tools and coaching I give you each week on the show is where the real financial transformation happens. A great first step is to start with my free online masterclass called Why You Impulse Shop and How to Stop. You can save your seat using the link in the show notes and the masterclass will give you time-sensitive information on how you and I can work together in a group setting or one-on-one to transform your spending habits, become debt-free, drop the money guilt and shame for good, make a plan for your money that feels aligned and exciting and so much more. It means the world to me to have you here each week. And if you're ready, I would love to go deeper with you to help you reach your full financial potential. Stick with me and I promise I will keep you moving forward.